Hello and welcome to another Woodshop Podcast with Mike Coffey of Coffee Custom Builds, Daniel Dunlap of Daniel Dunlap Woodworks, and Peter Kapar of Petrie's Workshop. You can find us all as well as the podcast on Instagram and YouTube. What up, what up, what up, everybody? It yeah, is yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the Another Woodshop Podcast. I apparently just changed the name. Welcome to episode six. Yeah. We wow. made it. Six? six? No one said we'd make it this far. I think it's actually five. Is it? <laughs> it's five. Yeah. Is it five? We've we had done a half seven. episode in there, Pete. <laughs> We've done seven because there was a zero. That's we right. We'd make it as confusing as possible. Yeah. We did a one episode. 16th episode. 5.6. <laughs> Should we just start again? No, uh, what a new podcast! <laughs> start all the podcasts one, and count them another, right. Another Woodshop podcast. Well, I changed the name, so the Another Woodshop podcast <laughs> yeah. is episode one. We're more of like a cover band of the podcast. <laughs> uh, this show is so stupid. Um, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I quit. I haven't even gotten paid yet. What's going on here? Uh, checks in the mail. I need to talk Dan- to somebody about my paychecks. <laughs> Dan promised me so much money. <laughs> Tens of dollars and sponsorships. Right. Meanwhile, I'm paying for tools. <laughs> um. Hey, so, you know, I'm going to go up? around and I'm going to ask, what's on your workbench? And I'm going to start with Pete. Oh, What's I win. Oh, yes. I win. <laughs> uh, currently on my workbench is uh, a laptop, a recording audio device, a coffee, and my phone. Because oh, I'm recording in a shop today. Gotcha. Go with the nice. theme. It's also the quietest room in my house right now because we're recording in the middle of the day on Easter Sunday. Yes. And, you know, everyone's home and it's just loud. So I'm in here. But aside from that, this week has been interesting. I I had a big milestone. I taught my first live internet woodworking class nice man and it was weird but kind of awesome uh it's really odd uh, for those of you that don't know i I teach woodworking at a local uh makerspace slash diy space called the diy joint and it's nice having that instant feedback of you know you make a dad joke everyone groans it's nice like you (laughs) get to really feel the crowd when you're teaching and and it's not even a recorded video you, you're like teaching with an expectation of some kind of feedback, whether it be audio or visual or a question. And when there isn't any, because it's just streaming, um, it was, it was kind of odd, but then I just kind of got into it and, <laughs> you know, I would pause and be like, anyone have any questions? Unmute yourselves. No, cool. Let's keep going on our next topic. <laughs> um, but it was a lot of fun. It was a class called, um, Wait, actually, I don't even know if we settled on a name. Every time I advertised it, it was a different name. You called it Another Woodshop Podcast. Another Woodshop <laughs> Podcast yeah, Wood Special. Um, <laughs> but it was basically uh, just all about wood, uh, lumber, wood products, man-made products, uh, wood-grown wood. <laughs> just all, all things wood. <laughs> Tell me more about wood-grown wood. <laughs> uh, well, it's, it's branches. We call them branches because it grows on trees. <laughs> mm. uh, so it was pretty cool. I had really good feedback. Um, I had really good feedback. And, you know, uh, uh, the people that were actually in it were from the Instagram community, which was really awesome. awesome. Um, so that was really cool. And Is, the I got a question. Is that something yeah. that anyone could have watched? Yeah. So we, oh, what? I was trying to pimp why it out you send us an invite yeah why didn't you let me i totally would have gone in there dude well well any it's it was a paid class through the school 
Uh, so not was, anyone. Oh. Well, you could. <laughs> <laughs> How much did the class cost? Oh, it was 20 bucks. I would have oh, 20 bucks to watch no. you. Yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was it was a lot of fun. It was good. We're going to do it again. We got a lot of I got actually got more requests for it afterwards. Uh and I had people I had two people reach out to me, one from Hawaii, one from Okinawa. Wow, that was like, wow. "Hey, I don't think that time works for me. Is it going to be available for like rewatch?" And for now just because it is through the school and we're trying to, you know, kind of support the school financially, so obviously we stay in business uh long term yeah. through this. Uh, right. we're just keeping it to the classes, but eventually I'll probably record something like that, but it was cool. It was, a, it was a fun class. Um, I want to do a shout out to Shannon Rogers, the Renaissance woodworker. Cause most of my very boring nerdy wood knowledge is from him because I'm a wood nerd and I love all the like the working properties and all the fun terms and like lumber yard etiquette. And I've learned a lot of that from his, you know, the uh, other podcast that he was on, the Wood Talk, and he has a, another one that's called Lumber Industry Update. Uh, if you're uh, very nerdy about woodworking, you will enjoy it. Otherwise, you probably won't. It's very, yeah, very they had niche. that as a segment in Wood Talk that I really enjoyed. They did, yeah, and it was always like a nice little tidbit. And you know, he now that he started the podcast, it was like really cool because it, it's straight up just all about Hardcore. woodworking and it if you're yeah. getting started like you've never been to a lumber yard listen to like three episodes and you're set because i don't know about you guys but the first time i went i didn't buy anything because i was too scared <laughs> i didn't even go in i just drove by and was like can't do it no no uh these guys look big <laughs> <laughs> they have beards i'm not going in there <laughs> scary <laughs> anyways uh what's up with you dan uh, I just got done with a refurb on a table that somebody dropped off kind of like last minute. Otherwise, I was working on a cabinet for my wife so we can have something extra in the kitchen to store all my coffee goods and mm. all my, uh, drink paraphernalia. Oh, when you say so coffee goods, is it all coffee, custom builds, branded furniture, uh, yes, uh, clothes yes. and hats and mugs? Yes. Right, okay. my, my we have a deal. I, I send him something new every week. He oh, subscribes cool. to a, it's one of those I'm boxes, you know, like <laughs> nerd box or whatever. It's coffee box. My monthly coffee, coffee box. box. With no coffee in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's stupid. Yeah. So how was uh, that refinish, man? You, I know you love refinishing furniture, right? Oh, I love it so much. It's funny because like last week I was ragging on staining. And then the client was like, yeah, we want you to stain this top. And I'm like, really? I'll do anything for money. Yeah, well, you know, talk, <laughs> baby. That's right. Customer gets what customer wants. That's right. <laughs> Just because I don't like it doesn't mean I ain't going to do it. Right. Fair. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been working on a, a dining table refurb. It actually came out really good. I'm really proud of myself. I don't do a whole lot of refurbs. Proud of you, too. I'm glad you're proud of me. It makes me... <laughs> Makes me feel all warm and fuzzy. <laughs> well, you've done a couple refurbs now. You got that chair and that. Uh, I know that table it's like now. a thing that's happening. <clears throat> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I need to raise my prices. Clearly, right? You're yeah, for refinishing. Cheap. I charge extra. It's like, well, I charge extra, but like I charge the. It's just pure time, and the hourly rate goes up <laughs> because it's just like it's. Well, this was for so... a, a coworker of my wife, so I gave him a little bit of a deal. She's a nice, nice. Lady. Nice. Anyway, Mike, what's up with you? <laughs> you did it. I'm just sitting here waiting it. for you to do it. <laughs> you did it. You passed it along. Um, I, well, I mostly finished my miter station finally. I need some, um, I know I'm so happy to have it done. I, um, I need, I'm waiting for some dust collection ports to come in because I'm going to have 
because I got a six inch main going to it. So I'm going to have a four inch coming into the top and a four inch coming in the side. So the little dust port that the shroud collects and it shoots out the side, you know, where the bag normally is. I'm going to have that aimed towards a vent. So that'll catch a lot of it. And then the top one will get the fine stuff. On my previous miter, miter shroud, I had dust collection underneath to collect everything that falls down. But I'm thinking with the way this is going to – my thought process is – I don't know if it will work. My thought process is the top one and the side one are going to grab 99% or 95% of the dust. And then every month or two, if stuff collects at the bottom, I can just vacuum it out with the shop vac. So but we'll see. It might become a pain in the neck and I might just have to add dust collection down below. But um, I just want to say that that Polk style uh, miter saw bench is awesome. I love yeah, the way I love that it. Looks. looks so good. I love it. It looks, <clears throat> it looks good super strong too. It's crazy strong <laughs> with three quarter inch birch. It's crazy strong. And I did the I did the vertical like the ribs on the inside. I did them sixteen inches on center. So I've got it's four foot. So I've got one, two, three, four ribs holding it up every sixteen inches. So um, nice. <clears throat> It's nice and it works really well and I'm really happy I did that. Um, it, but it, it holds a lot of stuff. I made it big. So the box from the bottom to the top is 10 inches tall. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the inside space is eight and a half inches tall and the holes are six inches with a six inch hole saw and then I connected them. So it just works really great and it's not too complicated. I mean that whole thing was um, – I want to say two and a half sheets of three quarter inch Baltic birch. So that's not a very expensive. And then the, 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 the actual subframe structure is just uh, four by fours from Home Depot and two by fours. I milled them up and squared them up and then I pocket hole joined them. And then the shelf was the lower shelf is just half inch maple ply. Are those four by fours stuff you already had around in your shop or did you go? Get yeah, that? I had the four by fours. I didn't have to get those. The, the two by fours I did have to run and get. I only had two, but I had to buy three more or something like, I think I'm all in on that thing for like 200 bucks. Nice. Nice. So it's, it's a good bad. price. No, it's not bad at all. And it oh, works yeah. great. Um, I'm so that's done. Um, got some, did, did the dry fit on my guitar this week. So excited. Nice. About the guitar. That also looks sexy. Oh man, I'm so excited about that guitar. The um, my Could friend you put that in my coffee box for next month. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my friend who's been helping me with that, who's built a bunch of guitars, he came over to do the dry fit, and I guess he's used the same hardware before on a few of his guitars, but mine are blacked out. Um, and he usually goes with chrome ones, and I, I guess they're made of different material. Ones, mine's aluminum, and normally his are steel. That's what he's telling me. But he was trying to remove the bridge set nut, and he broke it. Mm. So he he busted that. So I have to wait for a week or two for my to finish the thing up now, which is a oh. bummer. He felt super bad for sure. I mean, you know, it was a huge bummer. Totally on accident. He's helping me out. So I was upset at first, you know, disappointed because I really want to finish the guitar. I was hoping to spray that thing this weekend. But uh, what are you gonna spray it with? Uh, I'm I'm thinking semi gloss armor seal, or I'm gonna do a semi gloss lacquer. So I'm going to hang it in my like home right spray shelter and then just spray it. I'm going to make a stand or I'm going to hang it up with like a stand, a little makeshift stand and hang it with like a, like a clothing hanger, like a wire clothing hanger by the machine heads Mm -hmm. and then just spray it. So that'll go really quick. I just want to get that thing done. (laughs) Yeah. So we want you to get it done. We want you to get it done. It's been four months, (laughs) but I did a shop move and stuff. You know, what can you do? I don't get to do this full time, unfortunately. But um yeah, it's been a 
you know, <laughs> we're all kind of going, we're all going through the coronavirus stuff right now. It's just, yeah. I think we all kind of thought we were going to have more time than we did with now, being at home. Now, Mike, I, I feel like I, I'm vaguely remembering, like, you hit like a weird little milestone this week. I don't know. Oh, did yes. You? Yeah, it was something, it's yeah. some insignificant, but yeah. did you want to bring that up maybe? <laughs> I didn't want to, but well, we can. should. I, I hit 10K this week. That was really amazing. Woo! I'm really excited about that. I know. Thank you, Dan. I really got to follow you. <laughs> you, I mean, you, did it, you did it all without like Pete and I following you. That's weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah I hit 10K on, uh, I don't remember what, Thursday or Friday. I can't remember, but uh, very excited about that. That is, awesome, feels dude. really good. Proud of you. Uh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much what's going on in my week. Uh, I'm just working around some, I was working on a cutting board today. I've actually got a couple or yesterday I made a little makeup brush box for my wife. Oh yeah. I saw that. And, yeah. Nice, nice miters on that, by the way. Yeah. Thank you, bud. <laughs> and, uh, the spline, I made a little spline jig for my bandsaw for it and it actually worked really well cause I oh, wanted to do really good. It look it's like a, it's just under a 16th of an inch thick the splines that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. It was a little piece of maple I had from a resaw and I didn't want to throw it out. It's maple. So I was like, ah, oh, this would be good. I want to do thin splines. It worked out real nice. So, um, that. so I've got, that is actually outside behind me drying. It's got lacquer on it now. So yeah, you know, just, uh, just a week of woodworking. It's been good time stuff. Good time. So do we, um, do we want to get straight into a topic slash question here? I think yeah, we, do, we Cause that's what we discussed before. I think we, we started. shall. <laughs> I'll read it for y'all. Okay, great. So mm, Sarah, Sarah from Blitzkrieg Boards, Blitzkrieg asked, Boards. and we've been tagging this for, or we've been teasing this for a while, by the way. Yeah. She asks, how do you balance work time and family time, especially now that y'all are famous and stuff? Stuff. <laughs> so this is going to be a three-part podcast. Right. Because <laughs> it's not an easy We're going to go first, actually. Oh, God. Uh-huh. oh geez where do i start i mean i'm gonna try to keep it as simple as possible it's just yeah i i try to kind of allocate certain hours of the day to certain things you know like when i'm at work that's mostly work and some instagram and stuff uh when i get home before you know emma gets home from work on this is pre-apocalypse um pre-corona you know i would get in a shop and then usually after like about Nine o'clock, I usually try to not run power tools and just kind of hang out in a house, spend some time with the family. Um, but one way to kind of, you know, I'm I'm in a, because I don't know if I want to say fortunate position, but it's just, it's me and Emma. Uh, that's our main part of the family. My parents do live uh, uh, upstairs as well. But, you know, like for me, it's just me and Emma. We don't have kids. So it's easy for me to incorporate her into projects sometimes. Um, and, you know, like we just recently, we, we finished that desk and we did, uh, like repainted a mirror. We've been doing, working on other projects. So that's one way to kind of increase family time. But sometimes it's tough because my first year doing this like on Instagram and really doing this as, you know, Petrie's workshop, I, I put in so many hours into the shop and into Instagram that I basically barely saw her. And if we were in the same room and I'd be just glued to my phone or my computer the whole time, uh, just, you know, getting orders ready, uh, designing stuff, Instagramming, and it was tough. But I think once I kind of set some hard goals of like, all right, I need to spend some time with the family. 
uh, after this time, maybe I don't do anything like today's Sunday. It's Easter Sunday. We're not really wants to like celebrate Easter Sunday, but I basically said to myself, like today's just family day. Let's just all hang out. You know, uh, that's about it. It's just about scheduling it. Just like schedule shop time, schedule family time. Yeah. What Mike, about you, what Dan? About you? Or Mike? <laughs> I mean, oh. for me, my <sighs> schedule doesn't change. So, <clears throat> you know, I had to, cre- you know, as soon as I got into woodworking, it sort of took over my life. I don't really like go halfway into things. I don't really tend to do that. I kind of have a couple activities in my life and I'm like all in on it. Hmm. You know, obviously family is number one for me. So they're top priority, my wife and my son. But as I got into woodworking, uh, you know, it started taking up more and more time, which is great because I love it and it makes me happy. Uh, And it's important to have activities that keep you happy. Um, For me, my schedule looks like this. Wake up in the morning, between six and seven, I get up, I make coffee, my wife makes breakfast, we go to work. That's what a weekday looks like. I get off at five, my wife gets off around five, I go get the boy from preschool or daycare, we get home and it's family time until he goes to bed at eight. I don't go in the shop, I barely check my phone, and then I go, when he goes down after dinner, I'm in the shop as late as I can keep my eyes open for, basically. <laughs> I'll stay up there, out there as long as I, until I feel like I'm there's a point when you get so tired you're not productive, and then there's a point when you get so tired that when you're using saws, it's stupid. Yeah, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna lose digits or something. I, was thinking, so. I I hope you're not falling asleep at the table saw, man. Right, exactly. As soon as I'm really really cognizant about, hey, I'm too tired for this right now. It's time to go edit a post or work on a video or do something else that's not around power tools. So, um, I'll usually make it till about ten thirty or eleven at night and then I go in and I do whatever I got to do until whenever I got to do it. So it's just about making sure you set time aside and you know, I do have a kid and I don't real I mean except for weekends. <laughs> That's my weekday schedule. Weekends it's kind of like all up in the air. Um wake up, I'm in the shop as soon as I can get in the shop and the boy will come out there. We open up the house the boy and the dog and my wife are in and out of the house. Everyone's around, going around inside, outside. But I'm usually pretty locked in the shop on the weekends. I get a lot of stuff done. And then, you know, there's lunchtime. I have lunchtime with the family. We all sit down for lunch together. We always eat every meal together. That's really important to my wife and I. The, the three of us eat our meals together and not separate. So that time is really important. We make sure that happens for every meal. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We're not having separate meals from each other. I like that. So... And we don't <clears throat> generally we we don't really watch a whole lot of TV as a family separately or together. Sometimes on a Saturday night we'll throw in a movie, but dinner time we don't really have anything on. We have no TV on, no screens, nothing. We sit there and we talk about whatever's going on. So that's our time together. And then you know we go for walks, especially right now. I think we're walking twenty four, twenty five times a day, <laughs> just, <laughs> like, just to get out of the house because it's just it's, the seclusion is a nightmare. But um, you know. I think, who said it? I think it was Nick Key, not to bring him up every podcast, but <clears throat> Nick said, I like being alone. I don't like being told I have to be alone. And uh, yes. that's where I'm at with it. He said <laughs> that mean, on uh, Spencer's post, right? Did uh, he? Rudin. Oh, you're right. He did on on Spencer, yep. Yeah, I, um, I that, felt that comment. Yeah, for sure. Yep. I, I agree, 100%. I'm totally fine not socializing with people. I don't like being told I can't go anywhere. But anyway... <laughs> Weekends are a lot of shop time, and my wife is incredibly supportive. <clears throat> she knows it makes me happy. She likes that I do it. You know, there's there's other activities people can be doing that are far more detrimental 
it's a positive thing. It's enjoyable to me. She enjoys it. I'm a really lucky guy, but I really make sure to not take advantage of the situation and uh, take my family for granted. That's what it's all about. Yep. What about you, Dan? Well, uh, work work family balance is pretty easy for me because I do this full time. I know I, right. I I feel like I say that every episode. I do this full time. True. But uh, my schedule is basically wake up in the mornings with my wife. Uh, we help get the kids ready for the day. This is all pre-quarantine corona apocalypse right. stuff, obviously. I take the kids to school, drop them off, and I come home and I'll work in my shop or go to another shop or whatever I happen to be doing that time. And right. I can work all day until about 3.30 and then I got to go get my kids from school. Then I come home and I work in the shop a little bit more, and my wife usually gets home between five and six. Her schedule's kind of fluid as a teacher, <clears throat> but uh, usually after my wife gets home, I I spend the evenings inside with the family. We always have our our dinner together. We don't always have Good. lunch together, but like you, Mike, no phones, no nothing at the table. We just kind mm-hmm. of focus on each other. Uh, so yeah, my my. Work work uh, family balance is pretty easy to manage just because I'm able to do this without having to hold down a a real job, quote unquote. It's a real job, but yeah, yeah, it's it is a real job. Thing. But you we, know what I mean. We all, you know, you, it's the same thing for you. You're just working from home. There's no no different. I mean, it's not. Yeah, it's never been more. an issue for me. Like I've right. been a, I've been self employed for eleven years, ten years, eleven wow. years now. Damn. So, so you've got this down. I've got it down. And and I gotta like I gotta say though because you know this this time around it's a little different for personally for me it's this is a huge change with the coronavirus and being locked in a house I love spending more time at home with Emma but it's just weird not being out there to do work and you know Emma can't work as much which stinks because she teaches dance so she obviously has to be out and about it's been a, a like life's thrown a lot of curveballs and and it's easy to say to follow a schedule like i had a schedule i had be, like my daily shop time and i find almost in a way that like now that i'm home more i feel like i feel like the amount of time i'm home um compared to how long i'm in a shop is less than when i was working full time somewhere else because if i was home for you know the 6 hours before i go to bed i'd be in a shop for half of that now i'm in a shop also three hours, but it feels like I'm barely in a shop the amount of time I'm home. So I feel like I'm doing less in a way. And the life has just thrown a lot of wrenches into my work slightly, like between work and, uh, my, you know, my mom was kind of sick and she's still a little sick right now. Hopefully it's not anything bad, but it's, you know, there's things that get in a way and it's okay to get off your routine and, uh, put things down. You know, it might be tough for obviously for people like Dan, because Dan, you're working, this is your job. So it's hard to step oh, away from it. We're so off routine right now. Yeah. It's re- getting off the routine, it really messes with you. And, and, you know, even though you're home more, it doesn't mean that you're actually getting more work done. Right. Yeah. And the state of Nebraska has already said that all school is canceled until like August. Like till next school year. Yeah. yeah we're not basically. going back till next school year. We've been staying up until midnight. We all sleep in until 10 or 11 a.m. Like, I don't get out into the shop until like 1. I'm about the it's, same schedule, actually. It's kind of. Yeah. Yeah, it's not Although I, like I'm used I, to. I chat with Mike till like 3 a.m. my time sometimes. And he's like, he's like, all right, I'm like, uh, I'm just finishing up uh, this editing or whatever. I'm like, yeah, I should probably go to sleep. It's 2.30. <laughs> I got to get yeah, up I mean, before noon. We, we have a three-year-old, so we have to stay on schedule. 
Mm-hmm. We can't screw yeah. up his schedule. I mean, we we don't have a choice. So no, yeah, uh, that's and that's smart. good. It's actually, I mean, it's good for us because, well, one, I mean, we can't screw up his schedule. It's just not an option. He's young. He's a tiny little baby guy, so we can't screw that right. up. But um, it's good for us too. It's good to stay on schedule as much as you can because when yep. things go back, at least for us, when things go back, it would be a really hard adjustment to get back. And who knows when all this is going to end, but it looks like numbers are starting to turn around in terms of the, yeah, the, the infectious crossed. curve. Slowing but, down, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's I, not... I worry about that. Like staying on schedule. We're so far off schedule. I worry about like, okay, how hard is it going to be to get back on our schedule when things fire back up? <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be a wreck. It's going to be tough. It's going to be real. But tough. I'm not complaining currently. Like it's pretty no. nice. It's nice to have the family I together. Sleeping in. And enjoy sleeping in. <laughs> but hopefully that answered your question. Because that was maybe yeah. 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 I think that's I mean, I don't know that we gave any like special tips or tricks. No. It's just a matter of making it happen. Make it happen. There's no like there's you no hack. Gotta, you just gotta actively uh think about it and figure something out. And yep. I, I guess if there's not really a tip, but like a, I guess some advice is try to get your family in on it. Have them as a part of it or understand what this is all about. You know, whether it is a hobby, you know, or or your job or something you're trying to kickstart. Um, it's it's important that your family's on board with it. You know, that our families right now are, you know, they're all keeping a little quiet. They know they shouldn't be like shooting off a shotgun in a backyard right now because we're <laughs> because we're recording. Is that something you have to worry about normally? <laughs> well, not in Jersey, I guess, but yeah, you're from Nebraska, so <laughs> Yikes. Uh, my closest neighbor is five miles away. Oh, that's, that's right. No, <laughs> five joke, miles, I'm, it was a I'm mile joking, last week. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> so every time he tells a story, the fish gets bigger. But <laughs> it it's it's important big. to get the family on board. And I think that's, you know, that's more important than anything. Like if they're on board, it's going to make everything kind of being scheduled around this a lot easier. Hmm. Correct. Yeah. I mean, cool. it's true. Now, Next. boys, do we want to hop on another topic or do we want to just hit questions? Because we, we do still have a decent amount of them, I guess. Oh, we're not done? Uh, I thought we were done. Damn it. <laughs> I'm pretty tired. I mean, we're 26 minutes in. Let's just jump into questions. Yeah, let's, let's do, do it. it. I'm going to play this one that was uh, – oh, by the way, these two questions I'm playing were called in on the old voice message system mm-hmm. through our old podcast provider, Anchor. That is going to be going away. I just wanted to say that before I get into the questions. The new uh, – I actually don't have it in front of me. <laughs> the phone 754 754-CALL-AWP. You're the man, Dan. That is our Google Voice phone number for the podcast. So call that number, 754-CALL-AWP. To man, call I hope I'm right. <laughs> me too. That is correct. You are <laughs> no, correct. It does. That is correct. It's starting to be burned in my brain. Um, but call into that number when you want to leave a voicemail or comment because the Anchor FM site is going to be gone. I'm actually probably going to delete it sooner than four weeks because our new provider is it's really awesome. smooth and it's working really well. So awesome! Uh, it's the it's the coffee custom builds of podcast hosting. It is awesome. <laughs> thank, thank you. Wow, this is uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> uh, but Mike, does, you to say for. That? <laughs> your checks in the mail uh, uh, all right thank you uh but just so you know the number the full number is it's seven five four two two five five two nine seven perfect the, that spells out seven five four call awp but some oh, people perfect. like the numbers so cool and you can find that on the podcast instagram 
all that stuff's there. You can go to the contact button in the bio and you can actually call right from the Instagram. If you can't remember it, just go straight to the another Woodshop podcast Instagram. It's so easy. So that makes it easy. Um, But I'm going to get into this first question. So let's do this. Hey guys, Taylor with ICT Designs Co. Quick question for you. Blue shop towels, normal paper towels, or rags? Thanks, guys. Dan? Rags, baby. I buy uh, bags of rags from Menards. Where's my sponsorship, Menards? Um, <laughs> I buy 10-pound I buy bags of rags from Menards for like 10 bucks. And I, th- I think they're great because they don't fall apart like paper towels. I, and I, I can go right in and, and wet them down and wipe, wipe off glue joints and stuff. I like rags. Nice. Nice. But the paper towels do come in handy. I mean, they have their place. Plus, I keep them in stock just in case uh, we run out of TP. Mm-hmm. Right. That's Got a current you. problem. <laughs> Topical. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Pete? Um, for me, pretty much split, yeah, split down the middle, just like you. Uh, get I use shop rags for any applying stains and anytime I'm cleaning up something that needs a little more rigidity. Uh, or if I'm buffing like cast iron or something, rags all day. Uh, but I also just have like those cheap paper towels that you would, you know, the, the giant like one foot roll that you would see on, uh, you know, like a re- like a restaurant bathroom or something. I just use those for just whatever cleanup. You know, I need to wipe down some dust, just spray a little water, wipe that down. But if I really, um, if I don't want it to fall apart on me, like most of those do, uh, I use I use shop rags as well. And most of my shop rags are uh, t-shirts that have been cut up from my former job because we literally had like probably 50 of them because I was with them for so long. Every season we'd get a new set of shirts and I just chopped them up and they're uh, they're great shop rags. That's basically what the rags from Menards I get are. They're just cut up yeah. t-shirts and somebody already did the work for me. <laughs> I don't have that many t-shirts. Um, what about you, Mike? For me, I I I use those blue shop towels. I buy those, but I haven't really had much experience with using rags. I've used some shirts that I've cut up, old cotton shirts, mm. and I didn't have any real issue with them, but I just kind of ran out of shirts and I just ordered shop towels and that's kind of what I've fallen into. I don't know if one's better or not for me. I should probably grab some more rags and give that a try again. Uh, but mostly I use blue, the blue shop towels. They don't really fall apart. Uh, I mean, whenever I'm applying things, things are pretty well sanded. So they don't fall apart for me. I use them. I use it for when I do wipe on poly or any, any finish like that. Um, but I also, I keep a, you know, the rolls of that, but I also keep a couple rolls of just regular for when I spill or something like that, or there's a mess or yeah. anything like that, just throw away stuff. I use the regular towels, but something, and I wish I could say where I, I heard this cause it was definitely a podcast. Um, and I've never done it, so I don't know. I can't speak actually to the validity of it, but it makes sense. And I, I think I've heard it a couple different times, but if you actually go to like a Goodwill you can buy used shirts by the pound. And oh. if you say, hey, I'm going to buy 30 pounds of shirts, they'll sell them to you for like 10 cents a pound or something like that. What? And, th- and then you can take the shirts and then you cut them up yourself and you have shop rags. And I actually have a Goodwill over here by my house and I actually been meaning to try that. But I've heard it a couple different times that um, if you go there and a- say, hey, I'd like to buy some shirts in bulk, they'll sell them to you. That's a so, good tip. So I'm going I'm, I'll to – actually, I'll actually do that. When the because I know that Goodwill's shut down right now, 
Right. Um, when now everything's back, I'll actually report back on that because I'm actually interested in that. Another good thing about rags is uh, I, I keep them separate. Like if I'm using them for something that, that can be reused, I'll keep yeah. a bucket where I can mm-hmm. – I'll throw them in the bucket and I can take them in and throw them in the wash and reuse them. That's yep. why I want to do it because I'd like to stop wasting so much. Yep. Yeah. That, that's something I'd like to do. I mean obviously with a stain, right. you can't reuse that, right? Or if trash. it's full of glue and it's going to be hard as right. a rock like – but for general cleaning and wiping stuff down yeah. the workbench yeah. or whatever, throw it in the yeah, wash. I save yep. those. Yeah, that's that's good. I actually really like that. Being responsible is always good. Being green. <laughs> Can you sing that whole song for us, Pete? Oh, that's that's the whole song. Um, oh. Album <laughs> dropping this winter. <laughs> <laughs> that long. Um. All right. Well, I mean, that kind of covers that question. That's a quick one. Yeah, yep. that was a good one. one. My dog just tried to come in here. Actually, I'm gonna let her in. So uh, come on in. Do here. it. <laughs> Sorry. She's smart enough to open the doors around here. It's very annoying. Um, <laughs> Does she She's snore? so cute. She snores like a homeless guy. <laughs> it's unreal how loud she snores. How exactly I'll is s- that? Can you do a demonstration? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I can't. Okay. Um, uh, well, hopefully also, she'll fall asleep during a podcast. Right? Uh, she will. She does every now. time. She just always wants to be wherever I'm at. She's the sweetest. Uh, she's cute. Um, she also, side note, and not to get too graphic, she poops like a homeless guy. It's like a homeless guy lives in my backyard. <laughs> She's okay. huge. So you do the uh, scale up math. Um, <laughs> and she is a huge puppy. She is 200 pounds. Damn. Um, but enough about that. It's <laughs> more questions. Man, we into talked the weeds. about that. Um, you got another question, voicemail? I do. It's a voicemail right. from Alex again. Alex, thank you so much. From Under the Water Design and Woodworking. I finally got it right. Some of those. (laughs) But uh, hey, I got it right last week for sure, but that might have been backwards. He's become popular around here. I love Alex. He's a good dude. I've been been following his account for a long time. He is a super talented guy. Lots to learn from that guy. He's a great account. But uh, check, here's his question What's happening? Another woodworking podcast. This is Alex at Under the Water Design. So I've I've got a social media question for you. What's the right etiquette when people tag you? So if someone tags you um, in just kind of a random photo, are they saying hi? Are they expecting something back? Maybe uh, offer up a little guidance here since you guys seem to be the social media gurus. Thank you very much. Talk to you soon. I'll take this one. First of all, I don't think we're social media gurus. Yeah, did we get a promotion? I don't know about. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we're social media gurus. We're just, you know, giving I our am. opinions on things. Dan is right. I was talking about me and Pete. Me and Pete are not social media gurus. <laughs> Dan is a social media guru. No, yeah. I don't think we're social media gurus. We're just kind of giving our opinions on things. But um, when people tag me in a post, if it doesn't have something that I did or inspired or something in it, I always feel like they're just kind of looking for a like or a comment. Um, and I don't want to say that's like an issue because I don't want to like talk down about it because it happens and it's not like a negative thing and it doesn't take any time out of anyone's day to just go look at a post. So I don't know. I don't really know how I feel about it, to be honest. (laughs) On one hand, I'm kind of like, man, just, you know, I'll find the post if I'm supposed to find it. You know, the algorithm sucks. We all know Mm -hmm. that. But I mean, you know, some people want to show you the post they did. So, you know what? I'm actually turning my opinion on it as I talk it out. If someone has a post that they're really excited about and they want you to see it, you know, they, they could just forward it to you. But if they're tagging you and they just want you to see it, that's I'm totally fine with it. I think the etiquette is to respond however you feel like you should respond to it. There's yeah. no 
I don't there's think... no protocol that you have to do or follow. If someone tags you in a post and you want to make a like or comment or save or whatever you want to do with it, do it. If you don't, then don't. And there's no, like, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to feel bad or good or whatever you do about it. It's your decision. It's up to you. You do whatever you feel is right for that situation. That's my answer. I like it. I know that's super political, but or politically <laughs> correct, but it's the truth. I mean, Dan, as the uh, social media expert, can you give us your input? <laughs> I disagree fully with okay. Mike. There is protocol. I have it written down. Hold on a second. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> There's no protocol. Uh, yeah. You respond how you want. Mike yeah. Mike nailed it. Um, he is a guru. He is a guru. <laughs> no. I- I've given you the title. You're a guru. Um, <laughs> We're the guru. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it, I, I always find it flattering that people want to tag me in posts. Like, Agreed. Not to not to jerk my own chain here, but like I've made it to the point where people want to share stuff with me. I I find that super flattering, and I always For try sure. to respond somehow, unless it's sure. not pertaining to me at all. Like if it's some sort of like spam spammy, account, spam account, yep. yeah, yeah. Um, I I For also sure, enjoy different. people tagging me in giveaways. I think it's cool yep. that people uh, think of me when uh, they want free stuff. I, I think it always comes down to the intent. Like, yeah, what's the, the intent? Int- you don't know the intent of the person for sure, but like, if you can kind of assume, what's the intent of the person? Why are they tagging you? You I think can that gauge kind of it makes- somewhat. It's right. pretty easy to to gauge a little bit. Right. Right. I think I find it flattering. I agree. You're right. That's the way to look at it. Be positive about it. Try not to be. Try not to be hypercritical about things. That's not a way to go at things. What about you, Pete? Ditto perfect <laughs> no but yeah it's it's if you know the person if you have a relationship with them of some kind you know what you've chatted before engage you know people tag me mostly for uh the speed squares that i print for them so you know when well, you tag me a lot of sense yeah so like obviously i'll comment on it i'll like it and you know i'll even throw it in my story but what's up oh i, I, I just wanted out. to say that uh i posted uh my table saw caddy on a facebook group last week and somebody said hey i recognize that petri square i was like yes <laughs> oh, that's I cool a, i had a petri square in there anyway, oh, that's awesome on, that's all. um but yeah that's it i, I think yeah there is sometimes spam and you just kind of you know ignore it maybe i'll give him a like but i'm not gonna comment and just be like okay i definitely uh think it's weird when somebody just tags a bunch of makers in a post that it just has nothing to do with them I've and sometimes it's not spam it's just like a person that doesn't know the i guess etiquette but yeah, there's no like yes, yes or no hard line answer on this. Yeah, someone this week actually tagged me in a post that was uh, Spencer tagged a bunch of us in a post mm-hmm. from yes. uh, from WBC. That was great. I loved it. What you know, that was I was a great post. Was, yeah, it was a great post. Spencer's mm-hmm. a great guy. I, I love Spencer. But um, another guy who I follow and I like and I haven't he tagged me on something, <clears throat> and I think it was just because we have the same bandsaw. It was something on a bandsaw. And I'm not going to say it was because I liked that he tagged me. I like because I wanted to see it, you know, and right. I don't I almost never get fed his content. I have to go like it's it's really frustrating with Instagram how I often I have to search people's content out and I get people on my feed. I, I don't understand the whole thing, but either way, I'm really glad he tagged me in that post because yeah, what he did was really cool. How yeah. he did it was great. I, he cut a really cool profile on a post for on, those on are like the a, things that we want to see and we don't want to miss. You bet. Exactly. And there's there's a huge difference between somebody uh, adding you in a comment or tagging you in a post. If they tag right. you in a post, you're going to get yeah. every notification notifications. Yep. of somebody commenting on it. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. If they just yep. at you in a comment, that's you. You won't. You only get that one notification. You won't get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a difference there. Yep, there is. So I think we covered that. I think we've all, yep. we're all pretty positive about it. None of us have any negative, unless it's spammy. Yeah. It's about intent. With everything, it's about intent. Yeah. And it's usually, you know, it's pretty easy to figure out. Most yeah. Are you going to do uh, another voicemail or you want to do a red question? We're out of voicemails, so we're not going to do any more of those. We only got a couple this <laughs> do you want to Do you want to maybe narrate the one, the other one we got? Kind of. Yeah, we do need to narrate that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll get that one, right? right. It's, yeah. You, I don't it's know how to PJ Galati, Pigalati, son of the junk hunter. He called in on the Google Voice, and the 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 recording didn't come out super great. So we just basically cut it down and trans translated it down to what type of magical wood would you like to use? <laughs> if and his it, his uh, go ahead, Dan. His uh, I just lost the word. Oh my gosh! Perfect. Keep Voicemail. Keep going. <laughs> His example. Example is the word I was looking for. His example was. Oh my goodness. His example was. Uh, maybe you would like a glow in the dark wood. Something like completely off the wall. Right. Off the what wall. Do you, what are you looking for? There. You go first, so. Dan. You go uh, first. You go first. Man, a magical wood. All I could think of earlier was. Uh, a wood that doesn't move, and that kind of—that's kind of a throwback to our last episode. I would love a, mm-hmm. a good hardwood that doesn't move. I know plywood doesn't yep. move, but a good solid hardwood that doesn't move at all—that's my magical wood. Yeah, that'd be amazing. What about mm. what about you, Pete? Um, I want the the wood that has the color of walnut, all heartwood, the grain of maple. So it's not naughty because we all know walnut could be a little naughty. Uh, and naughty and I wanted to cut like poplar or cherry, some some softer wood, just handle that well. But but cut that well, but still be nice, durable hardwood. And I'm like mixing a lot of them, but <laughs> basically just the, the perfect wood. And yes, the stability of MDF. <laughs> <laughs> Since it's With magical. no dust though. And and it makes oh, no, yeah, dust. no dust. Oh, there, that's the that's the dream wood. No oh. dust. It just evaporates. It's like alcohol. It evaporates into evaporate. the air. <laughs> <laughs> and it gives you a little buzz. Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> we need to get our top I, scientists on this. I can't make this magic wood any more magical, so I yep. can't really comment. <laughs> We're out. You've made the perfect wood. The perfect wood. <laughs> <laughs> So I think that covers that one. <laughs> that was a lot faster than I thought it would. Would no glow in the dark, nothing off the wall stuff, Mike. Nah, I don't. Why? What? I, don't I mean, know. I guess if I had a piece of wood that I could fly around on. <laughs> I mean, you could make a plane. Planes used to be wooden. It didn't really work out too well. <laughs> so stupid. No, I want to. I want to mill up some eight quarter piece of this magical wood and then just sit on it and fly around my town <laughs> like a four. Four, I want to see that. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> well, what's the super light wood? Ah, I always forget the name of it. Balsa. Balsa wood. Yeah, that's right. I literally have a block of it in a shop. So light. <laughs> Just make the whole thing out of that. So yeah. light. There I want to fly around on my bulk of four by four balsa wood. <laughs> we could call it the, what What was the Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, his special elevator at the mo- at the end of the movie, the Wonka Vader. Oh, we could call it the, the Wonka Vader. Vader. I, 
that's all I got. Never mind. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Lost you. Um, earmuffs. We'll just say earmuffs really loud whenever we can't hear each other. <laughs> oh, that was I made a really bad joke. <laughs> Great. You can hear it. And you're only going to hear I it. I can't wait to hear it when I'm editing Fantastic. this. That's fine. On your audio, it's going to sound great. It's oh, going to be really so good. good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was such a good joke. Um, I there, mean, let's we hop got in. more questions here. So we're going to hop yeah, in another one. I'll read this one. This is, uh, this is from Rob over at Silman Woodworks. He says, question for the podcast. And this came in on the Instagram on a DM. So thanks, Rob. Mm-hmm. Uh, question for the podcast. Is the main point of woodworking to see how many clamps you can use at a time on one project? <laughs> and I'm going to answer and say, yeah. <laughs> I mean, truth be told, I try to use – I try to avoid using clamps as much as I can. Whenever I can use the CA glue liquid clamp method, I do as much as I can. I love that method makes things a lot less hectic, I guess. I don't know. You don't have a million clamps all over the place. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's such a stupid cliche. <laughs> you always I have kinda... enough clamps minus one. <laughs> it's true. You need as much. It's an unreal amount of clamps you can really use in a shop and be like, and then they're $50 a piece. Right? <laughs> it's like you're in, like, if you got like 20 clamps, you're $1,000 into clamps, and it's like, what the heck? I could have I, a cool tool. I kind of like that weird flex, though, posting that on Instagram, like, clamp champ, hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> it gets a lot of comments every time. Uh, it's scary to see what some people spend on clamps, though. Like, not even sponsored oh. people. Just, just there's a rack of clamps on their wall that costs more than, like, some of my tools put together. Yeah. No, for sure. I've oh, you see those shops that. where people have all matching clamps, like. I I can't do that. I, I bargain shop like for clamps, brands. so I got like <laughs> a rainbow of clamps. I got and all you know the what? colors. Even like a cheap, like the Harbor Freights are fine for most things. They're great. Their F style yeah. clamps are great, and they're dirt cheap. Mm-hmm. Oh, those little F clamps. I have like yeah, I have a ton of them. I love those things. Those are great second pair of hands. They're not you know they're not great for like a board or a panel glue up, but. Yeah. I use them all the time on projects. And yeah, personally, I'm always, and I'm always I watching love for sales. pipe clamps. Pipe clamps are, pipe clamps are great. They're just solid as hell, and they uh, don't really have a lot of flex. I like them. A while back, Home Depot had a sale on uh, those Bessie F-style clamps with the wooden handles, mm. and they were like $12 for a pack of four, and I snatched up a bunch of those, and I have. Those ones really? with like the little yeah, I have lever to tighten? Yeah. I have mm. a bunch of the 6-inch and 12-inch ones now because of that sale. The gear clamps? No, the little F style clamps. They're they're Bessies yeah, just, like they look like they look like the Harbor Freight ones, but they're Bessie. Yeah. They they don't have yeah. as much flex as the Harbor Freight ones. They're they're pretty good. I have a bunch of them. I have like eighteen. I of didn't each know size. that sale. I should have bought I should have bought some. Yeah. And then I re- Lowe's had a sale on some Pony Jorgensen six inch clamps a while back. Hmm, they were nice. like eighteen dollars for six six inches, and I got. You guys want to go into clamp talk for a minute? <laughs> yeah, let's not, do it. Let's go. I actually kind of because I want. I mean, I think it's fun. kind of interesting because you know the big ones are. Pony this could be and our Bessie. second podcast, clamp yeah. talk. Right, clamp talk. It's a segment. <laughs> it's, it's a segment. Clamp. Yes, talk I love week. it. Let's we'll do, do it. Clamp talk. No, you know, <clears throat> and this is like super real talk. <clears throat> I do love my Bessie K body revos. My only negative, which isn't. It's, it kind of sounds like a negative, but it is actually a negative about them. Um, is they're almost over-engineered to where the point where it's hard to slide the ratchet down the bar 
Yeah. Because it's so heavy duty. And uh, I guess it's not a negative. They're really, really well-made clamps. <laughs> like yes, the, the, the K-Body yeah. Rebos are really well-made clamps. And I love those things. But they are like almost a little hard to slide down. And the Pony Cabinet Masters, when we were at WBC, Dan, I went to yeah. the, I hadn't really used them at all. I had no experience with them. I've only had my K-Body Revos. <clears throat> and I, the first thing I noticed was that the, the screw for the clamp was like a third the size of the Bessie ones. But it was still a huge bolt. Like, how much wood pressure? How much pressure do you need to clamp onto a piece of wood? I, I like it's, you it. Can't really be an don't issue. need twelve. Yeah, you really don't need that much. Yeah, you don't need much. You just need to get the squeeze out and bring right. it. I mean, so it was. I was like, oh, look how small this clamp screw is, but it's really not a big deal. No. But the action on the the cabinet masters is super nice. Mm-hmm. I, I just mm-hmm. wanted to. That's just my kind of two cents between those two brands. You ever use the and, ones, the Bessies with the? Uh, it's like a swivel clamp they're like, garbage what really i i had one <laughs> in my shop and i i broke it my own dumb way but uh they were just great for like quick like quick clamps i use a couple of the quick clamps for just holding the quick clamps down. are great yeah but yeah. like this thing was just su- super fast lockdown loved it yeah yeah i would say those are light to medium duty at best i have four of them i yeah you don't want to over oh yeah you i wouldn't use like a big one but for like a small quick clamp if i'm trying to hold something to the workbench those things are awesome for how fast they are Almost like a quick release on a vice too. They are very nice and handy. They're really quick. They're good for a second pair of hands if you need something quick. I will say that. I d- I would say that for me, I feel like they're, and I'm a Bessie fan. I feel like for what I would want, I wouldn't pay the money for them because they feel pretty cheap. I think it's plastic, right? The whole thing's plastic. I don't think there's any. The metal one on. that I had is plastic. They make make or made ones that were metal. It's probably they made a metal and then it went to plastic, so it's probably it's preference. Yeah. I mean, there's no yeah. wrong answer. I mean, they they do they do the job right. I mean, for what you need, but I think I think the the felt a little cheap to me. Yeah. Now, my favorite <laughs> clamping know. item in my shop is my bench vice because technically that's kind of a clamp. It's a clamp. <laughs> it's a clamp. I don't have a vice. What? Let me give you some advice. Get a vice. Oh, <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here all week. <sighs> Can we kick so Pete out? out right now? Can we? Too late. Too late. I'm in the show notes. <laughs> uh oh. I. Th- <laughs> uh, I was That's on my list of editing. things to make. Is a cheap like pipe clamp vice, like uh, Jay Bates has made in one of his videos. I might have it. I'll just send it to you. I uh, I, this summer I'm f- oh uh, something that's kind of on my workbench back to the beginning. Yesterday I made a huge dump run from my old shop. My old, where my, my old garage where my shop was, I, t- I, I had left all the old shop furniture in there because I rebuilt stuff in the new shop. I took, I took, I filled the dump trailer up to the brim yesterday, made a huge dump run, made a ton of room in there. I'm going to start organizing in there during the week. I want to get cleaned up in there because I want to put a hand tool bench in the old shop. Mm, nice. And I want to get more lighting for in there. But I want to build a nice hand tool bench with like a dead man on it and a moxin vice. And I have a nice, well, it's not like super nice, but it's uh, it's a it's like a woodworking hand tool w- workbench vice that mm-hmm. that attaches from underneath, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I want to build one like that. I want to have a moxin. I want to have that on the other side. I want to have that over there and just like keep all my hand tools over there. Um, so I have a spot to like focus on that. I don't know. That's kind of something I want to oh, do this summer, dude. That's like to me, that's such a dream. Like I, my shop's a good size. I would want it just slightly bigger so I can, on top of having this little outfeed workbench. And my table saw, I could fit mm-hmm. an actual 
honest to God hand tool workbench. I make it myself. Yeah. I just can't fit it in here. And I would love to have one because I love hand tools. I when anytime did, I have a chance to work with hand tools, I I use it. When did we have the what's your dream project question? Was that last episode? Uh, it's every episode. Every episode. Yeah. <laughs> every episode. So that reminds right after me, favorite one of, my, one of my dream projects is a Rubo style workbench. Mm, I really yeah. want to make one of those beefy, beautiful workbenches. Yep. That just will that's not mine. move when you're yeah. like biting it's into just, a piece of wood. Oh, once so nice. once you build it and put it where it's going to be, that's that's it. There's mm-hmm. nobody moving it. I want to get some two by sixes, and I want to get them down to four inches tall, and I want to lamb them all together and make the whole bench out of that. That's yes. exactly with bench dogs. I want to do the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I want to in my old shop. I want to put that bench, and I want to have a spot for a CNC, and that's kind of what I, my dream is over there above my old shop. There's actually an attic ladder. There's actually a an, uh, a 20 – well, the same size as my old – no, not the same size. A little smaller. It's like a 150-square-foot room up there that I'm going to be reno- trying to renovate this summer. I'm going to spray foam in there. I'm going to rip out – there's like gross, disgusting carpet in there. I'm going <laughs> to rip out the carpet. I want to put in some like hardwood flooring, put up drywall, and I want to get like – put up like an office for Coffee Custom Builds up there where nice. I can do all my editing, do the podcast, cool. do all that kind of – anything. It's a recording there. Wanna, studio. Like, do that whole – yeah, a little – I want to. I want to soundproof the crap out of it, basically. But I want to make it really well, nice. So just that, repurpose it, that carpet and put it on the walls. <laughs> <laughs> it stinks so bad. There's definitely was some sort of infestation at some point up there. It was really bad. It's like a really. It it, it gets warm in the summer, but not like crazy hot. So I want to. I want to put like a. I kind of want to do a mini split for that, and then into my main shop. But mm. I'll probably put one of those window AC units in there, and uh, insulate it really well. Put my put my office up there, but um. How did we get here? <laughs> uh, clamps. <laughs> oh, clamps. Yeah, clamps. clamps. I was talking about clamps. Yeah. This week um, on tangents. <laughs> right into the weeds here. Um, so, so we definitely answered like three show. other questions. No. <laughs> I think do we have another question? We, uh, we yeah, have we, we have a couple still. Um, we're approaching an hour, I think, over here. So we're about 50 minutes in right now. Well, let's see. Let's um, do uh, one more at least, if not two. Well, the one from I Andrew, agree. once again, it's almost a podcast. I don't know if you yeah. want to do that one or do it next week. Let's do Andrew's next mm. week. Yeah? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, let's let's jump right to uh, Jerry's. Or Jerry? Is, oh, there's a few in there, huh? Um, Jerry starts his question with, this could be an entire episode, so. Yeah, you're right. Man. <laughs> well, we this is definitely like it's it's five <laughs> questions that are basically one elaborate question. Let's do it. You want to read it out? You got a sweet velvet I'll read voice? It, sure. You got it? I don't know how to read. Uh, this is from Jerry. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one could be an entire episode. I'm sure. <laughs> he says what that, by the way. Mike's not saying that. That's right, literally yeah. the question. No, I'm not. <laughs> commenting from here moving forward this is his question <laughs> Until all right I say start over question. let's do this this one this one could be an entire episode i'm sure what does it take to be an influencer what has gotten you to where you are today what is your advice to others who want to be influencing did you ever expect your current level of recognition where do you see yourself in a year end of question <laughs> i'll run with this one and get going uh I really don't have an answer to what does it take to be an influencer. Um, Do any of I just us? Don't. I don't think point? so. And and I don't know that. I don't consider myself an influencer. 
Uh, I think technically we're all influencers, but I, I mean, really in like a way, if you're self posting yeah. on Instagram, you're an, you're an influencer, right? You're influencing something. I mean, anyone can influence people. I mean, I think what it, I guess here we go. Let's do this. I think if you're going to be an influencer, I think it's someone who people, there's more to it than, I don't think there's one solid list of boxes you can check and be like, oh, that, that person, that guy or gal is an influencer. I think it's someone that people kind of like mm-hmm. generally is, is cons- as, per, as a person is consumable. Uh, they're interesting or funny, whatever it is that makes it so that people think there's something about them that is worth listening to. Um, unfortunately, there's some people that aren't mm-hmm. worth listening to. <laughs> there's some people that aren't stable. There's some people that aren't, uh, that have very, very t- strong opinions in one certain direction. They're not really, they don't, there's no re- real middle ground with them. They're very, they're very intense in a negative way. Like, oh, they they're very dead set on this certain thing and people can't relate to that. They're not highly consumable people. Um, so I think it take what it takes to be an influencer is such a hard thing to answer, but it's just, you know, also trustworthy, you know, you got to believe the person. Um, it's, there's just so much to it. It's so hard to answer. Um, I don't know that we can answer that, or I don't know that I can answer that. I'll, I'll go to the next part is yeah. what has <laughs> gotten you to where you are today. I don't really know how to answer that either. I, I mean, I, I, it's just a lot of work. Like, I mean, if, if, you know, if we're just going just on the metric of, the Instagram side of things and like followers, I guess, is the only metric. Really? I don't know what other metric you'd run it by. It's just I'm up late editing posts and I try to put out entertaining videos or educational or something videos as much as I can. Sometimes, you know, there's flops. Sometimes the quality of the post isn't as good as the last, you know. Uh, in terms of just the social media aspect, it's just a lot of work. Like you just have to post every day. You have to be active. You have to be engaging with other people as well. You know, you can't, you know, you can't just post a post and just because it's good. I mean, there's a lot of people who make really who are way more talented at woodworking than I am that make a lot of posts and they're just accounts never take off because they don't do the Instagram thing. Mm-hmm. And good work. Right. Well, there, and there's more than that even. I mean, some people are really good at certain things and they're just not likable. Um, and that's a tough pill to swallow sometimes, you know, um, there's just something about them that isn't likable. Um, and then there's people, like I said, I'll stay on the positive side of things. There's people who make really great woodworking stuff and their accounts never take off because they'll post a finished product often and it never, a lot of people can't relate to a finished product that looks incredible, like an incredible looking finished product looks amazing and it is incredible and no one can take away from that but it's hard for everyone who's in woodworking to relate to because not everyone can make it that quality mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah mm-hmm. and i think people want to relate to the content that they're consuming so it's just a lot of work and it's a lot of progress <clears throat> videos and progress shots and and showing your process and stuff like that that's kind of my advice on that um, what is your advice to others who want to be influencing? Man, I don't know. Can you answer that one? <laughs> I, don't, I don't even, I don't, why do you want to do that? Like I never, I don't, I didn't really get into this because I don't really even, I don't even know that now that's what I necessarily, that's not like a drive for me. Like I want to influence people. That doesn't, 
I don't think that's like a thing I can say that's true about myself. Like I'm not doing this to influence people. I do like sharing the things that I enjoy and there are tools and things that I do enjoy and prefer over others. And there are tools that I don't enjoy and don't prefer over others. And I won't sell them. I won't shill those. I won't discuss those unless I really enjoy the product. So I guess that answers the question for that. <laughs> it's that's a hard thing. Did you ever expect your current level of recognition? Uh, ever? Yes. In the beginning? No. I'd say in the last couple months, I'd, I started to see that, yeah, I could hit certain numbers by a certain amount of time. If I'm being really, really honest, since like January, I was like, mm, I could probably hit 10K. And I've been kind of really grinding for that pretty hard. Um, and I got it. So it's just a matter of working for it. It was a goal that was set in front of me. I really am goal-oriented. I like setting a goal and working towards it, especially if it's a tangible goal that you can influence the 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 outcome. I mean, Instagram controls so much. Instagram could just start screwing you on the algorithm and you're just – you can't even do anything about it. Um, but, you know, around January, I started saying, oh, yeah, maybe I, I could hit 10K. So I started working towards it. And then where do you see yourself in a year? <clears throat> I don't really like to talk about these goals out loud to people because I think some things aren't relatable. And like I said earlier, you want to have relatable content. Um, but if I'm going to be really honest, I want to be at 100,000 followers next year at this time. <laughs> and that's that's the truth. I'm and sorry, Dan's you're not making a joke? I'm sorry. No. I mean- <laughs> Go, Mike. You got this. Hey, See? set a high goal. And the goal doesn't change I, the timeline, Mike. That's it. I always I always set myself for a high goal. That's the bottom line. I don't know if I can do I it. I thought you were throwing jokes. <laughs> Good for you, buddy. <laughs> that's a goal for me. I believe in you. No, you don't. Um, <laughs> so that's just the social media aspect, you know? And then, you know, for the woodworking stuff, there's so many goals I have. There's so many goals I have for myself. Um, and then I have my small business. There's so many goals for that, but we're not really talking about that stuff. So we're talking, this question is specifically related to social media influencing. And in a year, I mean, that's, that's, that's my goal. I really don't think I'll hit a hundred thousand next year. Obviously Dan doesn't either. Um, so, <laughs> but that's the goal I have for myself, but that's what I'd really like to do. I hope you and prove I'm me wrong, wrong, Mike. I'm going to bust my butt. <laughs> Do it. And, but I probably that's that's just my goal. So we're gonna go to Dan next. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't really see myself as an influencer, but I guess people could probably call me an influencer just because of the following I've gained. I've never right. I never really set out to have a big following, but it just kind of happened that way. Um, what is my advice to others is just be yourself, be you. Yeah. Don't be yeah. somebody you're not. Uh, be yourself. Post progress pics. Sh- show yourself in stories. Tell people what you really think. Um, as long as it's not like overly like uh, political. Political, you know. We've yeah, talked about that before. Be likable. People want people can relate to you and, and and stuff if you're likable. They want they want likable people. Yep. To keep my answers real short. Yeah. Sorry and, I didn't. <laughs> well, that was short for you, Mike. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> Where do I see myself in a year? 200,000 followers. 
Way to be supportive. <laughs> no, I, I don't know where I see myself in a year. Where I see myself in a year is uh, still doing the same old thing, grinding. Um, and we've, yeah. we've uh, hit on this before. Social media is almost like a full-time job in and of itself. It is. I mean, if you, if you want to grow your social media, you really have to put in the work and you have to engage and you got to interact. You can't just post finished products and think that you're going to blow up. People want to be engaging. People want engagement. People want to feel like they're a part of a community. And I'm sorry to jump in on yours, but that's why stories are so important. Absolutely. Because it's a peek behind the scenes. And, you know, you have people who casually follow you. And that's going to be a large percentage of the people who follow an account is casual followers. Then you've got your people who comment, which are more engaged. Then you have the people that follow your stories, which are your most engaged and dedicated followers. There's so many accounts that I love. And I get I love that I get to see their stories and their posts all the time. Uh, obviously, me, Dan, Pete, we're on Instagram more than Joe Schmo, Instagram user. And most people who are making content or content creators are going to spend more time on on the platform and they're going to engage more with others than, than the casual people. But people who are really interested in your content want as much as they can get. And that has to do with their schedules of their lives and stuff. So give them as much as you can, mm-hmm. you know, not garbage content, yeah. but offer up as much content as you can and then they'll decide what of it they'll consume. So that's why having as many avenues as possible. That's why we did a podcast. Right. We wanted to offer more content of ourselves and kind of diversify the content we're offering. That's the main, that's the reason we did a podcast is offering more content. And And plus, I just like getting together with you guys once a week. Right. Yeah, for sure. It's nice. We get to, it's a therapy session for the three of us. And, you know, me and Dan do YouTube. Pete's going to do it soon. Better. We're just trying to diversify our options. And then sorry to jump in there again. Go ahead. (laughs) Pete, do you have an answer? Do you want to talk? Ditto. Awesome. <laughs> I know. It's never going to get old. It's no, I just, I'm taking Dan's line now. So <laughs> I don't know. I feel like the, the term influencer too is, you know, it's kind of a loose term. Like you are, you're an influencer. If you have 500 followers or hundred followers, but you know, a couple people have tagged you and said like, Hey, like I really like this build. Look, I made one just like it. Or, yeah. That you're an influencer. You influence someone. The main thing is you right. got to be a positive influencer. Um, right. You know, it, and the people kind of mix up content creator and influencer and uh, public figure, all the BS. Like, is the main thing is you're an influencer if someone is following you and someone is commenting on your work and copying or getting inspired by your work. The best thing you can do is be a positive influence because like Dan and Mike both said, there's some... Not so good accounts, um, you know, whether it's content wise or attitude wise, uh, there's some people that are not genuine. That's probably one of the worst things where you, you know, they seem like very likable and everything. And then you like reach out to them or something and they're very short or they don't respond. Uh, just feels very wrong. <laughs> uh, one of the <laughs> best pieces of feedback I have ever gotten in this community uh, was all within the last month and a half. It was at the woodworking shows that I went to and or after the woodworking shows and then after teaching my class on Wednesday uh, where there were all people, people ran into me and basically like, hey, you're Peter. Like, and I guess that goes into like the recognition thing, like, hey, Petries. And I was like, hey, what's your name and handle? Like, 
holy crap, like, you know me from Instagram. This is so weird. But the feedback I got afterwards was it, they they said that I was just as, like, kind of energetic and, like, out there because I tend to be a little out there <laughs> as I am on Instagram. It's not, like, a thing I put on. You know, like, when I'm relaxing on the couch, I'm obviously not, like, screaming at camera or something but i have like this energy and i like having this energy because i like getting people excited about the thing i'm really excited about like when i'm in a shop and i'm telling you about like holy smokes look at this grain on this walnut this is insane i I don't even want to cut it like i genuinely mean it i don't want to cut it it's so pretty i want to frame it you know (laughs) and and getting that feedback from someone that like hey you like you're just like you are on instagram like yeah that's me i want you to be excited because if you met me in person and hated me uh, that would suck. <laughs> and, you know, people say, don't meet your heroes. Not that I'm anyone's hero, but like, you know, meet me. Say hi to me. I would love to talk to you. <laughs> I love pe- meeting people. And what's the other part of it? Uh, you know, have you gotten to where you are today? It was, I'd say a lot of hard work. I put in a decent amount of hours. You know, Mike, like I thought I was putting in a lot of hours, you know, back in the day. And then Mike has been good. Uh, Mike's been like killing it. He just recently passed me. He just hit 10K. I'm about to hit 8K and I'm really excited. And I, I worked really hard. I have worked with this community. I, I'm all about quality over quantity, even though sometimes what I think is quality might bomb on Instagram. I don't know if that's my content or if that's just simply Instagram not serving my stuff. But I like this last week or so, I posted a lot less because I've, I haven't had as much good content and I don't want to just throw whatever on here because... It feels not genuine. And that's the main thing to me. Be genuine. Like, throw some good stuff on here. Don't throw a, a crappy, blurry photo or something just like a tool on a workbench with like a like generic. You're attacking me right now. Do you like sanding? <laughs> like, you know, it doesn't feel right. Like, I usually try to, even those questions, it doesn't always feel genuine. I try to ask it like a genuine question. Um, that's my main thing. Like, that's how What's you want to grow. What's your favorite glue? What's your favorite glue? Well, Dan, we're still waiting on results of yours. Oh yeah, I got a I got a whole YouTube video. <laughs> I made a um, YouTube video out of it. I haven't edited it yet, but it's it's in the tank. And just to kind of like wrap up the questions real quick, like what's the advice is get started, be genuine, and it it'll kind of just happen. Like I didn't start this uh-huh. to be at 5k, 10k. They're like nice goals, but for me it was always about the community because it's what inspires me. Like I'll see someone do something and I'm like Whoa, that's crazy. I want to learn how to do that. I'm going to do it now. Or, you know, I see you guys putting out videos and I'm like, you know what? I need to start putting out videos. Like I I want to share this. I love, I've learned, I love teaching. And I never really knew that until I started teaching at the DIY joint. And, um, you know, the next question is, do you expect, do you expect this level of recognition? I never expected to be in any way recognizable or not, for sure like not famous or any like not that we're outside famous. of your page yeah like seen in public yeah for sure that's so bizarre. the first time someone actually recognized my about. logo on my shirt i almost crapped my pants i was <laughs> blown away and i'm like this is the real world like you're not supposed to know me right <laughs> you know but it's it, it's cool because people genuinely like like these are friendships i have i've never met dan and mike in person i didn't go to workbench con this year uh they're will i would consider year. them some of my closest friends right now. Like that's mm-hmm. just, these are great connections you're making. You know, we, we mm-hmm. have connections with these big influencer accounts, but they're like, they're just dudes too. Or, or girls, like <laughs> dudes or guys, whatever. Like, yeah. you know, they're just accounts. They're people. Where do I see myself in a year? 
in Atlanta with these guys recording a live episode. In yes, person. a live episode uh, with like Paul Jackman as a guest or something. Whatever, I don't know. <laughs> Let's calm down. <laughs> Michael hit 100k before we get Paul. But my my goal this year was was 10k, <laughs> and I'm hoping to hit that in just a few months. You he know? will. I'm writing your coattails. Anyway, buy, uh, <laughs> buy followers from Tehran like Mike does. Simple. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> What did you say? Buy followers from Tehran like Mike does. Tehran. I'm big in Tehran, guys. I'm big Tehran's in Tehran. The I cheapest. am personally very big That's in Tehran. That's the cheapest place to buy followers. <laughs> but I, I hope to fit. For me, um, I'm going low because I'm kind of going realistic. I'm, I want to hit 15K this year uh, because I haven't been going as fast, but I'm hoping to beat that goal and just reset it. Nice. Yeah, I won't hit 100,000. That's just my crazy goal. No, no, no. I like the aim But why not? <laughs> I have I have follower goals and, and social media goals simply because numbers do equate to dollars. Like I'm trying to run a business. I'm trying to put food on my table with this business. So if the more eyes I get to see on my work, the more money I can potentially make getting clients and stuff. For sure. And that That's just kind of I falls into being a quote unquote influencer. Be a positive, like, you know, influence on the world. Yeah. Of the woodworking or your community. Just be 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 good. That's it. Be good, my babies. That's a good way to wrap it up. Yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah, those are three different approaches to the same thing. We're all doing these things differently. Yeah. And I think, you know, for I know for all three of us. <clears throat> there's no one right path. No. no, there isn't a right path. And no one should ever make someone feel bad about a path that they're on. Unless it's like destructive or hateful or whatever. I mean, obviously that's bad. But like. A path that is interpreted that the person is, if there's a positive interpretation of the path someone's on, it's no one else's business. Yeah. I mean, just whatever, man. And if you don't want to be but a part will... of it, don't 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 engage in it. Right, for sure. And then um, I do want to say that I know for all three of us, and I know this for a fact that <clears throat> for the three of us, I know we'd be bummed out if the social media aspect went away. But ultimately, for the three of us, woodworking is what got us here. Mm-hmm. All three of us love woodworking and that's that's our priority yep i mean that's what we will all want to get good at and dan makes makes money off of it me and pete make not as much money off dollar of it, dollar we, we bills to, y'all yeah i mean penny, penny bills living. y'all right <laughs> so you know for us the question wasn't overall priorities i would say that for me woodworking is a bigger priority than the social media aspect but it is turning into a possible financial avenue for me right and that's exciting for me just that one thing leads itself to the other thing right exactly so um i hate talking about influencer stuff i hate it um but i'm glad we got to do it so (laughs) we'll wrap it up i guess uh this has been episode five episode five five not six not six Dan's doing the la- the lasso hand movement. So I, well, that's to wrap it up, my, B. I lock my family in a closet <laughs> when we do this, so they probably went out. So let's wrap it All up right, quickly, we'll it, yeah, guys. Send us messages, send us questions, yep. kickback, yep. feedback, whatever, and, and podcast and call us five star ratings. Yeah, five star ratings. It's still broken. You can only leave five star ratings. So just Jeez. do that. So one of these days, we're gonna get the IT department. Well, we actually, did you see how many reviews and ratings we have? We, like nine hundred. I know. Okay. So humbled. That's a, I love it. That's a no. Lie. How, how many? Uh, <laughs> it's like thirty-one or thirty-three. That was close. That was pretty. <laughs> and uh, make sure to check out the link in our IG page for our new splash page, our new landing page. Yeah. Uh, and we are available on all the major 
podcasting uh, forums or uh, platforms. 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 That's it. (laughs) And the number for our voicemail is seven five four call AWP or seven five four two two five five two nine seven. Leave us a voicemail in your professional uh, recording studio. Otherwise, uh, (laughs) we may not be able to play it. (laughs) You better be sending that in from a professional recording studio. Yes. Because we'll just ignore it. We'll ignore it. Like jerks. (laughs) Bye. Love you. Uh, Love you long time. Love you. Bye. (laughs) Bye.